Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Brown Vegan Podcast, your source for starting a simple, delicious, and long-term vegan life. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes for weekly tips and inspiring conversations with other vegans. Now, here's your host, Monique Koch. Hey, and welcome to episode 21 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you're having a great day. I'm having a fabulous day. The sun is shining and I'm so glad. Even though the snow is still on the ground, it's not coming down. So I'm just glad that uh, the sun is shining and it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. So I am back with another conversation for you. And I actually met Naki on YouTube really cool to bring some of my YouTubers on here to share their stories because it's just so fun to talk about vegan life. So Naki is going to talk about her vegan pregnancy. She actually started her journey pregnant and a lot of times they ask me how I handle being pregnant as a vegan and I was not a vegan back then. Uh, My children were already born so it's really good to get her perspective of how she handled the food cravings and how she's navigating this journey raising a vegan child. We're going to talk about how her family felt about it, how she improved her life. We're going to also talk about how it's so important to do what's best for you because a lot of times you're going to get so much outside information and you know what overall you are your best guru you are the best person to determine what works for you and your family and your body so we're going to dive into that as well we're also going to talk about how she handles meal planning for her and her daughter and we're going to talk about her meal planning service because she does offer that as well and she has a new guide that's coming out in a couple of weeks where she's going to show you how to embrace a vegan lifestyle and a very practical way. She and I both have the same down-to-earth approach to this lifestyle. So this was really, really fun talking to her. All of the resources and everything that we mentioned can be found at brownveganpodcast.com. So that definitely check it out. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Naki. Naki, thank you so much for being on the podcast. How are you today? Problem. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I really appreciate you coming on to share your vegan story because of no course, problem. yeah, we know stories are what actually helps move people, you know, forward in their vegan journey. So right. can you start off by telling us why you got started and when this was? Um, I originally got started about three years ago. I started doing research about how the food that we eat affects our bodies Um, I remember I was taking an herbology certification course and they were explaining how illness and disease are pretty much like a direct result of the foods we put into our body. And I was also doing research on, I came across a guy named Laila Africa and he has a book named African Holistic Health. And he was talking a lot about, um, I was pregnant at the time and he was talking a lot about how the foods that we eat have, how they affect our unborn child And I started feeling really guilty about the way I was eating. I was eating McDonald's. I was eating junk food, stuff that I knew was like that I shouldn't be eating. But for some reason, I wasn't able to give it up until I really realized what it was doing to my body. And I just kind of eliminated my foods one by one. I didn't have the like initial intentions of going vegan. But as I just eventually eliminated one food after another, 
about after a month, I wasn't eating any meat. I wasn't eating any dairy. And from there, it just kind of, I, I haven't stopped since then. I was in the middle of my pregnancy. And my daughter, she is, um, she just turned three. So it's been a, journey, a long journey since then to switching over to a plant-based diet. And I wouldn't go back for anything. It's, yeah. it's like been a, a really big life changer for me in so many different ways. That is awesome, especially that you were able to do it during pregnancy. Because my first yeah. thought when you said that was like, "Oh my goodness!" When I was pregnant, mm-hmm. I had cravings. Like, how yeah. did you <laughs> how did you uh, deal with that? Especially since you were like eliminating different things during your pregnancy. Like, how did that how did that look for you? Yeah, um, I don't really remember getting that that many cravings. I remember once I was craving eggs. But I really think that when we have cravings, it's our body telling us that we need something. Mm. So I just kind of would figure out, okay, what, what do eggs have in it that, I, that my body maybe need? Does it need more protein? Does it need more? You know, I would just kind of figure out how to swap. Like, how to, if I have a craving for this, how can I replace it for something plant-based? But when I think about it, my cravings really weren't that bad. I think I had it pretty easy in that, on that, in that sense with yeah. the... Yes, yeah. yeah, so it wasn't really that difficult. I think that's interesting that you say that our body is missing something because I agree with that, that, you know, you needed something else. So yeah. you just found uh-huh. a plant-based alternative. I love how you just, how you said that. Yeah, I think, I think it's that's a important. message that our body is sending to us. Like, I need something or I need this nutrient or I need this. Right. So your daughter is three now, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know she's, she's growing so fast. I know. So she basically was born into this lifestyle then. Yeah, pretty much. Um from about, what, six months into the womb until now. And mm. she's never had any meat, never had any dairy. And she's doing fine. You know, she doesn't have, she's never had like any colds or ear infections. or you know, the other kind of um, things that they say young children typically are supposed to get. She's never had to deal with any of that stuff. So I feel very grateful for that, that she's never had to experience those things. And she, she's like a true testimony for me to like, to like to continue this diet and see what it's all that it does for our bodies or her or how healthy it keeps her and just how amazing we both feel eating this way. Yeah. Cause you're giving her like this really, really solid foundation. So, you know, to start that off. Well, how would you feel Mm -hmm. if she, because she was born into this, how would you feel if, you know, she decided that she wanted to eat meat as she gets older? Would that be okay? Or how do how do you feel about that? Well, like, first when I, I mean be, older by like 15, when I say older. <laughs> yeah, I would be worried because for one, I wouldn't know how her body would react to it. But other than that, if she wanted to experiment, I would let her because I don't want to hold anything away from her. Because then at that point, it may be like she just wants it because it's something that she can't have. Mm-hmm. You know how a lot of children or teenagers are. Sometimes they just want something because they can't have it. But I would definitely allow her to experiment if that's what she wanted to do and kind of just see for herself what it's like or because I don't want to deprive her of that. I want her to know if she wants to like taste cheese or taste whatever. I want her to know like what it's like. The transition. I love how you did. You was a very gradual process for you. You Mm -hmm. said that you just slowly eliminated different things for your your, um, diet. Were you replacing them for I know that as far as cravings that you were doing that. But Mm -hmm. for instance, when you. Say you stop eating chicken. Did you think of anything to put in its place or did you just go ahead and stop eating chicken? How did that look for you? I used a lot of um, vegan cookbooks and I was doing a lot of research online and I found out about things like seton, you know, like the wheat gluten. And I use that a lot in my meals in place of meat, um, beans and soy, just things like that. I don't eat 
a whole lot of that stuff now. But back then it was it made it a lot easier for the transition to just kind of swap it out for something else. Yeah, it does. Cause I, it's like a shift, right? It's like this mindset yeah. shift because you have to mm-hmm. feel like you still have certain things on your plate. So it just yeah, helps that to texture trans- sometimes. Yeah, you need it. And the taste. <laughs> sometimes I think it's just about the flavors. Sometimes it's just a mental thing. It is that you have to like train your your mind away from. Yeah. So how long did that take for you, you know, when you were eating like, you know, the tofus and things like that to transition? to I guess because I'm not against tofu. I like tofu and I think mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. Um, but I know some people are. So do you continue to consume that now or how do you feel about tofu right now as far as in your meal planning? Well, at one point I was like really anti tofu. I I ate it in the beginning, but then as I started to do research and people were talking about how maybe it not it's not so good for your body. And I used to be like so anti-tofu. And then I realized like sometimes we need like those heavy things that replace meat in certain meals. Because sometimes I just feel like my meals were so light. So I slowly started incorporating tofu back into it. And I do eat it now. I don't eat it too often. Mm -hmm. But every now and then I will have tofu. Or if I go out to eat and there's something that I want and has tofu in it, I'll, I'll go ahead and get it. Or I'll just... You know, it's just something easy to add to your meal sometimes. And I try not to be so strict on myself anymore. I know. I used to. It's yeah. so crazy because I used to be. Um, <laughs> I've never been anti-tofu, but I used to be like yeah. anti a lot of things. But then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what, Monique? It was just causing me so much stress. Yeah, was, that's exactly it. Yeah, because it was like, you know, food is supposed to be fun and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a great experience. And I'm already not eating a lot of things. And it's just like, right. why am I going to add something else? So, but I mean, I guess it's like a personal choice. But I noticed for me, the longer. I, you know, I've been on this journey, the more I'm a little more like, okay, just do it works so that yeah, you can stay uh-huh. on long term. Because I think sometimes that's why people get discouraged, right? Because they try mm-hmm. to eliminate so many things at one time and then um, yeah. they feel like there's nothing to eat and <laughs> no variety. <laughs> and there's some, yeah, and there's so many different opinions out there, like why you shouldn't eat this food or why you shouldn't eat that food. And it's like, if you listen to what everybody's saying, like you'll be down to nothing. You'll be eating air, <laughs> you know? Right. You're so right, though. It's crazy. Yeah, so you have to like draw the line somewhere. Like, okay, this is taking it a little too far. Yes, you have this to be stressful now. Right, you have to like do what's best for you. You have to yeah. to you know what feels right for your body because I think we're all different too. You know, mm-hmm. and as far as with with tofu, I just think that is it if it's organic, non-GMO, then um, I'm not gonna really stress too much about it. Yeah. But I try not to eat it a whole lot. But you know, if it's something I want to try, like you said, and then I definitely would incorporate that because. It does make your meals feel, you know, a little more filling because sometimes mm-hmm. the rice and the beans aren't enough. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, at one point I was, I noticed that I was hungry all the time. Oh, really? I was like, why am I so hungry? And I realized that I had gotten to that point where I was just trying to cut everything out of my diet. I was like down to eating like, you know, just fruits and vegetables. I mean, wow. I mean, I think it's okay to eat that way, but you have to eat like a substantial amount of it to keep yourself full. So I kind of had to reevaluate everything at one point, like, okay, this is taking it a little too far. And I was finding myself getting stressed out over meals because I didn't want to add this or I didn't want to do this or. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I had to kind of just step, step back for a second and just realize that it's okay. Just do it best for you. Always. Yeah. Always. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so true. Is there anything that as far as any type of vegetable or any food that you didn't like before you started that you enjoy now? Yeah, definitely. I think cauliflower. I didn't really eat too much of that before. It wasn't that I didn't like certain vegetables, but I think I was never really exposed to them. 
like cauliflower. I never realized how versatile that is. Mm. Like I have several dishes I like to make with cauliflower and kale. I can't ever get enough of kale, but I, <laughs> I had never had kale before I went vegan. And now it's like one of my favorite vegetables. And pretty much just, I think I have a new relationship with vegetables now because before it was just kind of like a little thing you put on the side of your plate just to say that you had vegetables on your plate (laughs) (laughs) but you didn't really like it or you didn't really care to to eat it that much but now it's like I actually incorporate them into my meals and it's like I have a new appreciation for them and I I try them in different ways that I never thought that I would try them before isn't it crazy it just like opens up your whole world right yeah I love uh it (laughs) I love it definitely (laughs) so how do you handle uh, meal planning for you and your daughter do you um, plan weekly or you kind of have the same meals that are in rotation how does that look for you yeah I try to plan it out every day I'll have like a calendar and I'll write in what to do for breakfast that day what to do for lunch and dinner and I just found that that makes it so much easier just to have my day planned out So that I'm not constantly thinking about like, okay, what are we going to eat for dinner? Or I'm not having to make multiple trips to the store during the week. I just find it easier to just plan it out by the week and each day have all my meals planned out and do my grocery shopping at once just to keep myself sane and Mm -hmm. to know what I'm going to eat the next day or what I'm going to eat tonight for dinner. I think that's the... It makes it easiest for me. Yeah, I love that because I know on your YouTube channel that you have um, what we ate today type of videos. And yeah. I, just, I love that. I think that's very helpful for people. Yeah, to... people really love those videos. Yeah. Those are the most popular ones on my channel. Yeah, it is it really because it helps people, you know, it motivates them. It's like, okay, I can do this, especially mm-hmm. the way you do it because you use a lot of accessible ingredients and right. you, you're dancing in there. You have your daughter helping out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot of fun because I think that, you know, um, when I... I just think that it's really important because I know when I first started, especially when you have a family with you and you have children, it's just kind of like you really want to see how that looks for people. It's like, how does that really, really look? Because I think people have this, you know, misconception of like that we're not really eating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, we just eat like a plate of vegetables or something. (laughs) Yeah, they don't think that we're eating anything. So I think that it's just so helpful and so relatable to be able to do that. So how long have you been on YouTube? I love your channel, by the way. I know we've talked about this oh, before. You. On YouTube, I think I've been there about six months. Yeah. You've um, been I haven't. Consistent, though. You've been consistent there because I know <laughs> for me. It yeah, wasn't. sometimes I, I kind of get off a little bit, but I try to stay as consistent as I can. I know that life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm over here struggling now. And it's like I have no excuse because I have like five, five videos that are recorded and I'm just like. Uh, really? <laughs> Oh, the um, editing part. Oh, my gosh. Is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's not just me. I'm just like, oh, gosh, I have to just edit these videos. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the filming, but the editing, sometimes it just goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. So as, yes. as far as, because I know that you have a meal planning service that's out, and that's awesome. I saw the video for that, and that was this awesome mm-hmm. um, promotion that you have going for it. So how, what made you decide to offer a meal planning service Um, for people that are interested in going vegan? Well, I think sometimes it may be overwhelming for people if they're looking to go vegan. They're kind of stuck on what to eat or how to do it. And sometimes they just come up with a lot of excuses as to why they can't get it done. So I wanted to provide something for people that just makes it easy for them. You know, I don't think it could get any easier somebody giving you your meals. You know, I give them a grocery list and all the recipes that go with the meal. So I think that really helps people who are not even that 
aren't vegan but are vegan already and just looking to simplify it a little bit or people who are just looking for meal ideas. I just think it makes it a lot easier to transition to that when you already have it right there in front of you. There's no excuses. <laughs> and yeah, just I think it's just it just simplifies it for people. Yeah, absolutely. So do you is it a customized menu or do you just do one once a week and then everybody pretty much uses the same one? Yeah, it's just to say everybody uses the same one. It's not customized at all. But, that's you know, good. I send a different one out every week. Yeah, that's awesome, though, because it does. It really, really helps people stay on track by offering mm-hmm. that. Do you do a lot of the um, meal planning for your service? Do you base it on what you're already eating or do you try to do anything different? Because I know at one point I did I had meal plans and I would just do them based on what we were eating as a family because I figured it was mm-hmm. relatable. Is that how you are you doing it based on your own meals or are you just kind of? Picking yeah. things. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll just look for like the easiest recipes I can find. But sometimes I'll throw in recipes that I like to eat or I know that are like really easy for me to cook. Mm-hmm. But um, for the most part, I think I, I try and find recipes specifically for this that are like very few ingredients, very easy to make, take little time. You know, they don't have all of these items that are hard to find at the you know health food store and right. things like that. So just to keep it as simple as simple and easy as possible. Like you said, no excuses. Do you think yeah. that's the the biggest hurdle that people have is just kind of like having excuses or just not having enough time to make the food? Do you think, what do you think is the biggest hurdle? Even if it's not one of those answers, <laughs> what do you yeah. think? Why do you think people decide not to go all the way as far as going vegan? Hmm. I, I think a lot of people get overwhelmed when they think about it. I think they feel like I have to change everything that I eat. You know, I like these foods that I'm eating now. You're saying I have to give everything up, you know, and, um, I think, yeah, I think it's just people just looking at it as a whole and just looking at how overwhelming it is or just feeling like they can't ever really jump in and jump on board to the vegan lifestyle. But it's really not that difficult at all. And I've learned you don't have to really even give up the foods that you like. You know, you just kind of replace certain ingredients and just go for those same flavors and things like that. And, you know, you can still have this foods that you enjoy, foods that taste good. It doesn't take a whole lot if you if you choose to do it the simple way. Of course, you can complicate anything, but for me, it wasn't really all that hard for me to just transition, especially when I knew I was doing it for my health and for, you know, the animals as well. Oh, so it came, I know it started initially for you for health. So at this point, it's kind of transitioned to more of like the ethical ethical side of things. Yeah, I think yeah. I kind of incorporated it a little bit now. In the beginning, it was just for health. But as I've started to learn a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, you know, that is true that, you know, animals, I think they do have a purpose here greater than, that's more than just for us eating them. Mm-hmm. I think they have, a, they, they deserve to come here and have their own lives and live and and be free like animals deserve to be. Yeah. Because I really think that all of us kind of start one place and end up on the other side. Like mm-hmm. for me, it was ethical reasons. And then oh, really? now I'm more on the health side. Not saying I'm like completely healthy, but I am more, um, I do care more about the health aspects than I did before. So it's so mm-hmm. funny how that ends. You start on one side and end up on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. I think that's- uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you start to like kind of incorporate it all together and realize like, Look at it as a whole or exactly. why it benefits you. Yeah. Exactly. Did your family give you any like um, issues as far as starting your vegan journey or having your daughter be on a journey with you? Oh, any yeah. issues with that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my family was really concerned about me in the beginning, especially since I did it when I was pregnant. 
and they were worried about me getting enough protein and they were saying like how is she going to get all the fat that she needs and you know my grandma was telling me stories about you know parents who fed their children only vegetables and the children like were taken away from them like they were putting all of this like these scare tactics in my head and it's actually interesting because before I was vegan, I was severely anemic. Like my iron levels were so low. The doctors were telling me that I had to have a, a blood transfusion. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I definitely didn't want to have that done. And they gave me iron pills to take. And I went home and I took the iron pills and my body could not keep it down. And like as soon as I took it, I was in the bathroom and it was coming right back up. Ooh. And that whole day, I, I remember I just felt so awful. I was like, I'm never taking another pill and my family was just like, they were so upset about that. They were like, don't you think you should force your body to keep it? And they, you know, they were like, your body needs this. You have a child. And, and But I just, I didn't want to, I knew that there was a reason why my body didn't want to take it. So I started doing my research on like high iron vegan foods like kale and spinach and blackstrap molasses. And I started eating more vitamin C so that my body could absorb the iron better. Mm-hmm. And I went back to the doctor and got the blood test and my iron levels had actually shot up like significantly. They still weren't where they wanted them to be, but it was no longer an issue. Mm. And I never had to have a blood transfusion. They actually never even brought that up again after that. Wow. So I think, I think after a while though, my family started catching on like, okay, maybe she knows what she's doing a little bit. You know, they started seeing the results I was having. I had a perfectly healthy pregnancy. My daughter came out eight pounds you know she was perfectly healthy (laughs) yeah so I think they started seeing they don't say anything about it now but I think in the beginning it was hard for them to accept the fact that I was doing things differently and it was outside of their their comfort zone I think they've kind of opened up to it a lot more and are more accepting of it you know I think that's how it is though you know for all of us we can it's so relatable just like your family's like what in the world are you doing Mm -hmm. now (laughs) they get so concerned Mm -hmm. yeah I mean they they care about us so I get it I definitely get it so I know before we start recording we were talking about and we've talked about this before about um depression and I know Mm -hmm. that you're very candid on your blog um as far as on your about me page you talk about your struggles with depression. Do you yeah. think that, you know, changing your diet and just changing your lifestyle, it sounds like your lifestyle overall has mm-hmm. helped, you know, subside some of those symptoms of depression? Or how do you feel about, you know, re- depression and food? Do you think there's like a correlation as far as how you feel you get a little better if you eat better kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Because I remember before I went vegan, I remember those feelings when I would wake up in the mornings and I would just feel so groggy like my body would feel so heavy. And I remember my skin was really oily and greasy. And I just kind of felt like I just couldn't function right. My brain couldn't function the way I felt like it should. And I just kind of felt weighed down by these foods I was eating, especially I noticed a difference when I would eat like fast food and things like that. But when I started cleaning my diet up and didn't eat those foods anymore, I noticed all of those feelings went away. I didn't wake up feeling groggy. I used to wake up in a horrible mood. I think that's when it was kind of the worst for me, my depression, when I would wake up in the mornings. But I don't experience that anymore. And I really feel like our food has a big part to play in that. And also, I do think it's a, a mindset that comes along with being vegan. I know my mind kind of opened up and it kind of caused me to think for myself. And kind of like my first experience was going against the grain, mm-hmm. against what everybody, what society was doing, what my family was doing. And as I started to do research, I realized that I had been lied to about so many things. You know, I've been lied to that um, 
disease and sickness and things like that are completely out of your control and that if you're sick, then the only option you have is to take medicine. I know, I mean, I know some people have certain conditions where they do have to take medicine, but I do think there's also a lot of things that we experience that can easily be cured if we just simply did the research and found a different or a, a, a better path to go down and mm-hmm. started feeding our bodies better foods. So that just caused me to completely like shift my mindset around and I felt more empowered, I think. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. It's crazy how that happens, how it really mm-hmm. does affect your whole, it does open you up for so many things. Yeah. So, that's why I call it a lifestyle change. It's it not really is. a diet. It's just a I, lifestyle. Absolutely. Because I know you mm-hmm. said that the food helped, um, you know, subside some of the symptoms of your depression, but yeah. what other parts of your routine do you think helps I know this is nece- not necessarily food re- related, but I'm sure that this is relatable to a lot of um, women out there who are battling depression. Just like we talked about before we start recording, um, mm-hmm. this is the time of year because it's so cold and it gets dark early and just like right. we just ugh. so it can be like the weather. Yes. It can just be so many different factors that contribute. So what do you think? What advice would you give mm-hmm. to someone who is dealing with depression as far maybe a mild case of depression, um, mm-hmm. what they can do as far as um, not necessarily food, but just in general? Yeah, I I think when I was depressed, um, well, sometimes I I still do experience it, but for the most part, um, when I used to feel those those feelings of depression coming on, I used to stay there and I used to like kind of dwell in my thoughts and think about like how awful everything is. And I would just kind of make it worse for myself. I would just go deeper and deeper and deeper into that depression. Whereas now when I feel myself getting there, I I stop and I think about it like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. What thoughts am I thinking? And how can I change this around? Do I need to just go outside and get some fresh air? Um, what, you know, what, what was I thinking about before this happened? And just kind of just analyzing yourself and paying attention to the thoughts that you think on a regular basis. Because I know I had a lot of negative thoughts going on in my head. I felt very out of control in my life. Mm. I kind of felt like there was things happening to me that I had no control over. But I kind of changed my mind around to the fact that I do have control and everything that happens to me, I can I can um, change it into something better. And I feel like when we have those those moments where we're feeling down, it's we're it's ourselves trying to tell us something like maybe, you know, um, it's trying to give us advice on how to move into a better place in our life if Mm. we're not feeling if, we're, if it's a certain environment that we're in, maybe we need to move to a different environment or maybe it's a person that we're spending a lot of time with and maybe they're not, they aren't so um, conducive to our lives. Just things like that where just I, I just pay more attention and I realize that I do have the power to, to, be, to be happy. I love that. Like you make you did make a decision to be happy. I love that. Yeah. So hopefully it helps somebody. I know that it probably did help someone. I'm sure. Yeah, that. So, I, yeah. Yeah. I know my depression came a lot from me feeling powerless, and I think that me just realizing that I do have power really helped me pull myself up out of it. I love it. Before we close out, um, I wanted to just kind of ask you some random questions because I think it's just so fun, and this is a new segment that I want to add to the show. Okay. And so they're just gonna just a great way to get to know you. And like I said before, it's because I'm nosy, and I think this, <laughs> this is just a great way to get to know you more. So, what's your favorite? Okay. S- <laughs> so, what's your favorite song or? If you can't think of a song, because I know that's like a really hard question, because I know mm-hmm. for me it is. But maybe one of your favorite artists or one of your favorite songs. 
Yeah, I don't really have a favorite song, but I think my favorite artist is India Irie. Ah. I feel like her songs just make me think so much deeper and make I feel like every single one of her songs was written for me sometimes when I listen to it. It's so soothing and she has such a positive message in her songs. That's the kind of music I really like. Nice. And she, yeah, and she really helped me get through my like like my really depressed days. I would just play her music and put my headphones on and I would just be in my own little world just listening to her. So nice. yeah. She's definitely my favorite artist. Oh, that's good therapy. Yeah. I like yeah, that music. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> music. What about um one of your favorite books? Of course, that's another question that's really hard to answer, I know. But mm-hmm. what is some a book that you really enjoyed and you would recommend to someone to read? Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a particular favorite book, but um some things I've been kind of getting into lately is just like um, kind of nonfiction reading mm-hmm. um, in terms of like I've gotten a lot into pos- like mind science and I, lo- I love reading positive stories. Like I love hear- reading success stories of people who like built businesses or um, how to change your thoughts and change, the, your, change your reality type things. Like one of a book I recently read was Steve Harvey's book, Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success or something like that. Is that good? You yeah, like that? I, could, I could not put it down because it was just so inspiring to me because oh, wow. he, he talks about where he started and how he reached um, success. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Steve Harvey, but I like those type of books where me people too. talk about their life and how they got to where they are and just um, just positive things where people are teaching you how to think more positively. Like there's a book, um, Think Rich, Grow Rich, things mm-hmm. like that. So what about your favorite, I guess, go-to meal? What would you consider? Um, I would say probably pasta. Make like the cashew Alfredo sauce and experiment with different vegetables, like you know, add mushrooms and broccoli and bell peppers and stuff. Because that was my favorite before I went vegan. I loved cheese and that just kind of gives me my fix because mm-hmm. it's it's the cashew alfredo tastes so much like regular alfredo to me like it I does. can't tell the difference I can't either do you yeah. have a recipe on your site on your website um no I don't think I have a recipe for the cashew alfredo but um I do have an ebook I'm working on that I was going to include that in as I'm glad my... to hear you're working on an ebook that's awesome yeah. yeah yeah I wanted to make like an ebook with like simple recipes for people to just go to whenever they need something to cook for dinner or something to cook for breakfast so yeah it's all going to be under seven ingredients really really easy to cook when is that coming out for the next couple of weeks oh nice i'll probably be done with it <laughs> yeah i just really want to give people tools to help like to empower them absolutely because i know that's what helped with me like just to become empowered with your health everything Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Before we we go, let us know um, how we can reach you. Okay. So my site is nakiaya.com and that's spelled N-A-K-I-A-Y-A.com. And my YouTube is Nakiaya Natural Living. And that's where I can be found. Thanks for listening to the Brown Vegan Podcast. Visit brownveganpodcast.com to get the resources mentioned in this episode. While you're there, join the Brown Vegan VIP list for a weekly newsletter and free vegan classes.